Chapter 16, The Race On three, said Tumble. It was mid-morning, and she and Blue were standing together on the dirt road, ready to race. Tumble had promised to give her 100% best effort, but they had agreed she could take some measures to make running more difficult. She was wearing a down-stuffed parka, the frothy yellow dress her mother liked, and a pair of tall camouflage boots they had found in the twins' room. Snake boots, Blue had explained, so snakes can't get Ida's legs. Tumble made a mental note to fix Ida's problem as soon as possible. If she wore those things on her feet every day, the poor girl had suffered enough. The race would be from mailbox to mailbox. To be safe, they'd walked all the way to Tumble's driveway and back, scanning the road for things that might trip Blue while he was running. He had even glued the knots on his shoelaces so they couldn't come undone. As long as he was careful, as long as a meteor didn't fall from the sky on top of him, he would win. And Tumble would be one X closer to her own goal. The thought lit up like someone had given her a fresh set of batteries. All right, she said. Let's do this. One, said Blue. Two, said Tumble. Three, they shouted together. Tumble took off, running hard. She'd promised not to hold back, and she didn't. Even in the boots, she was set in a quick pace. But Blue passed her before there were a third of the way to the Wilson's mailbox. Go, Blue, go! She didn't have enough breath to cheer out loud, but in her head, Tumble was waving pom-poms. Blue heard the snake boots hitting the packed sand behind him, out of sync with his own swifter steps. Tumble wasn't giving up. But the road ahead of him was clear. There was a soaring feeling in his chest that didn't have anything to do with how fast he was running. What if, he thought. What would it be like to reach the mailbox? What would it be like to make that phone call to his dad? The one where he said, you were wrong. Everything can be different if I just try hard enough. I don't need to find the alligator. You don't need to be embarrassed. I can win. I can. I can. I can. He thought with every step. He ran faster. He could see the silver gray mailbox. Tumble had to be far behind him now, and every step he took was one step closer to victory. Tumble's legs burned from the weight of the boots. Her dress dug into her armpits, and underneath her heavy coat, she was dripping like a faucet. But she was happy because Blue looked like he had wings. His whole life would be better once he knew that he was wrong about being a loser, and Tumble would have done something really good. No mishaps, no mistakes, just her being the hero she'd been training and trying to be for so long. Then came the deer. It, leap, it leapt from the woods, a graceful blur as it soared over the ditch. Tumble didn't even have time to shout, Look out! before it smashed into blue. The deer rolled, blue rolled, dust flew, Tumble stumbled to a halt. The deer was staggering upright. It was big, a beautiful orange-red color with such wide black eyes. So innocent looking. Without even glancing at Tumble, the doe shook herself off and darted into the woods on the other side of the road. Blue stared at the bloody gash on his shin. Yikes! Tumble hunkered over him. Her eyes were wide. Does this kind of thing happen a lot around here? Deer just tackling people for no good reason? I don't think so. Blue pressed at the gaping edges of his wound. He winced. I think I'm just lucky. Don't do that, said Tumble. She threw off her coat and crouched lower. Your fingers have germs. You probably need stitches. Gnats were trying to settle on Blue's leg. Tumble waved them away. The clever hero is never underprepared, she muttered. I forgot my first aid kit, but it's not too far to the RV. I've got butterfly tape and antiseptic. Blue bit his lip and stared at the rivulets of red pouring down the sides of his shin to stain his sock. 
He hated to admit it, but Tumble was probably right about the stitches. The gash stung and throbbed, and it didn't look like it was going to stop bleeding anytime soon. I was so close, he said, looking toward the mailbox. You were, said Tumble. Three quarters of the way, at least. See, you're not a loser. If it wasn't the deer, it would have been something else. I don't believe that, Tumble said, in the way she had. And if she could make the world behave itself just because she said so. Blue, you can win. You are about to. The finish line is there. Blue gazed at the entrance to the Wilson's driveway. So close. Just yards away, really. I want to finish the race. You do? He nodded. He could feel it. The almost victory. What if the trick was to keep trying? What if he had kept on playing tiddlywinks with one good eye? He wanted to know, once and for all, just how badly it could go wrong. You probably do need stitches, though, said Tumble. She looked torn. Blue guessed Maximal Star didn't, rec didn't recommend letting wounded victims run off into further danger. If you can race in that outfit, then I can race with a little cut on my leg. Tumble squinted at the mailbox. I guess it's not that far. Blue was already climbing to his feet. Okay, said Tumble, nodding. Yeah, that's the spirit. Falling down doesn't mean you've fallen for good. Blue wondered if she had an endless supply of those quotes stuffed into her brain. He wondered if Maximal Star had ever saved someone from fate itself. <laughs>